Hello, hello. You are listening to I Know How to Love. My name is Jordan Anoha. I have the pleasure of hosting alongside my beautiful wife. Nessa Anoha. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know you're probably looking at the title of The Wait Continued. And what could that possibly mean? Hmm. <laughs> no, but honestly, if not all of you, I know most of you would think that the wait actually stopped at the altar. But little does everyone know the wait actually continued into marriage. And just a disclaimer, this episode does have some sensitive content, so uh, viewers' discretion is advised. Thank you. Yeah, we are trying to be as transparent and vulnerable. Obviously, we can't get everything out in a podcast, so we are open to questions if you do have any after listening to this. So going into the wedding night, it felt like we were on a cloud. We were (laughs) dancing, and I know there were people around, but it felt like it was just us the entire time. From the first dance to sharing our cake together like, we wrapped like our arms each other yeah it was so cute and was everyone just, was just like so happy so joyful it was yeah. it was amazing it was beautiful to celebrate one another being around people that just honestly and genuinely love you and so the atmosphere of the entire night was just authentic authentic so we're at the wedding night i remember just standing on the dance floor and Jordan has the microphone about to sing This Is Why I Love You by Major. And I'm like, okay, so this, <laughs> this is going to be something special. This is sweet because I've never heard Jordan sing. So I'm hearing and I'm like, wait, that does not sound like Jordan. And here is Major <laughs> literally coming down singing. And I'm like, what? Mind you, this was Nessa's favorite song back in college. Like she played it all the time. Well, I wouldn't say like my favorite song, but it was just... When it came to love songs, I was like, this is like our love song. Yeah, okay. You know, so I just felt like, this is why I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And so here's Major and he's singing and Jordan's smiling. I'm shocked and crying. The crowd is going wild, you know, (laughs) like sparklers are up and we're just like there. It really just felt like heaven on earth. Yeah, it was a beautiful celebration. We were dancing our shoes off like. Literally, I actually took off my shoes. Yeah, she took her shoes off. Seriously. (laughs) And it got to the point we were dancing so much, like my feet started cramping. (laughs) And um, yeah, the night was just beautiful from beginning to end. Immediately right after, we flew out to Aruba. Yes, like now the night is ending and our driver is waiting for us outside. And we already pre-packed our luggages. So they're at our house. And one of my lovely cousins offered to help take things that we had at shout the venue. Shout out to Zelda. It's Zelda. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Zelda. She's the lovely cousin. <laughs> um, so she actually volunteered with her sweet and kind self and brought a lot of our stuff to our house. At the time, we have not yet moved into our house. We did close. We had some of our stuff and we definitely had our luggages there. So our driver took us. We picked up our luggages and went straight to the airport at like 3 a.m. Three in the morning after recovering. I need to ice my feet. I need to shower and bathe. But, you know, (laughs) we did change, though. We did change. We had on our um, happy wife, happy life shirt. Yeah, we had our um, which was really cute. Our very nice, nice idea. Yeah, we had our very nice outfits on. And so we go to the airport and we're literally walking zombies the entire night. We're just walking through TSA. We barely make it past just like here, take my passport, take my like whatever you need here. Here's my my social. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. No, that was my CVS card. Sorry. Here's the here's my license. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) we were so tired. I still had on my makeup from that night. Hair still done and everything. Yeah. So our my mission is just like, just take me to the gate. I need to get to where our plane is going to depart. 
so that I can just knock out. And so we get to the gate, we're sitting there and we put on our alarm just so we can sleep with peace. I stuff my luggage underneath my feet so it doesn't get nabbed. I remember I was like holding on to my bag and trying to sleep just in case, you know, I don't know how people are at 3, 4 a.m. Exactly. And I checked with us. I said, Ness, you good? I said, all right, because I'm about to go to sleep. And like, okay, but even go. though with the alarm, I remember that night still feeling just what if I sleep too hard and I'm not able to hear the alarm and we miss our flight and right. now we're stuck in Houston and have to do all of this and exactly. reschedule. And <laughs> yeah, but now so we get on our flight. We actually had a stop in Miami. So we get to Miami first. I don't know what happened, but all I remember is that we had to run to the plane. Yeah, I don't know if it was a delay on the flight arriving there or if the Miami flight was just far. Or did like, yeah, did we use the yeah. restroom? I don't remember what happened or was yeah. it just real close in time? Yeah, I think the gate was far or something. But we literally had to sprint. I just remember running. <laughs> we had to sprint to the gate. We check in. We finally get on the airplane. We're on the airplane. And uh, this was a beautiful flight because it was only like 10 of us on the flight. And the AC, I remember it felt blissful. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. <laughs> Everything. I felt like there were angels just walking down the aisle like, <laughs> may I offer you some water? <laughs> it was. They were like kids on the flight with their blankets. The whole row of the seat would be open. So they're like sitting down, take a whole row on their Game Boy. Families are there. It's just a very lighthearted They flight. still have Game Boys? I don't know. They just had like a little, I remember a little game console. Okay. So now, okay. So now we land in Aruba and grabbing our carry-ons and everything. And I'm looking for my phone and I'm like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? So I'm calling my phone from Jordan's phone and all what, eight other people on the plane is like, they there and look with me, which I was so grateful for as well. And we could not find it. And finally, maybe after like the fifth or sixth phone call, somebody answers like, hello. And I'm like, um, yeah, you have my phone. <laughs> Do you know where it is? She's like, um, it's in Miami, ma'am. I just answered because it just kept ringing. So I figured maybe it's the person who owns this phone. And yeah, I, was so like, I was just like, where do we leave the phone? And we're in Aruba and my phone is in Miami. So he left it with the people at the gate. And I was just like, well, thank you. Now, at least I know where my phone is. We were just so tired. We were tired and rushing. So just not a good combination. Yeah. So we get to Aruba. Now we're speaking with the people there, letting them know what happened. And there was this nice Jamaican guy who offered to help. Typically, he said they wouldn't do this and I would just have to wait until we get back to Miami. But instead, he said there is another flight coming into Aruba tomorrow afternoon. And so what they can do is put my phone on that flight and fly it in. Now that that was handled, we checked into the hotel room. We didn't care about eating. We didn't care about looking at the view or anything. We were just like, I just want to get some sleep. We've been in and out of planes with just power naps to keep us energized enough to get to the next place. And Nessa actually wanted to take a photo before we actually knocked out. Just to let everyone know we made it here safely. Yeah. So we took a photo on the balcony and it was lights out from then. We were in and out of sleep until the next day where our honeymoon officially started. And I remember like waking up that day and everyone was like calling us and saying like, hey, Ja'Kalen Carr posted your video. And I'm like, what video? And I didn't have my phone, so I didn't know what was going on. And so our wedding planner called like, sorry to disturb you on your honeymoon, but <laughs> did you check Instagram? <laughs> and other people are like calling and texting like, hey, did you see it? Did you see it? I'm like, I don't have my phone. Yeah. So we just are getting all of these notifications from Jordan's phone. And hours later, we went back to the airport, picked up my phone. And now I'm seeing like, oh, Ja'Kalen Carr posted our 
what is, it was our wedding. It was our room, room reveal. Our room reveal. And we, mm-hmm. it's because we walked into our song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used our song, um, Winning Season. It's our winning season. Yeah, it's your winning season. You know, everything attached to me wins. Yeah, everything attached. <laughs> she um, really loved that and put it up. And it was really cool to hear we're on a beach in Aruba and it's just like, hey, by the way. And they're like, oh, this person posted and oh, this is going viral. And we're just like, yeah, thank you guys. But, you know, it was just so much. Yeah, like, it was it was so much going on. But we kept that same energy from the wedding night where it was just about us. Which and- actually played well. Like I'm now looking back at it. I'm glad that I didn't have my phone because phones have become have become very they become consuming they take and we but we actually went into the trip with that mindset we said that we're not going to be recording we're not going to take a bunch of pictures but that's all that's always us but i would say because my phone was like not even in the picture it made it easier yeah it made it feel like you're at a getaway island exactly what would have happened if my phone was blowing up and i'm like okay at that point i would have had to check it you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. yeah mind you this is our first time alone together and so it was good to be able to just isolate but we were a little shy i'm not gonna lie it was new because we had only been with each other for hours at a time where it's like, I'm coming to your mom's house or we're going to <laughs> my mom's house. But we'd never been like together where it's like, oh, you still here? Like, <laughs> like wake up in the same bed and it's like, why are you coming in this bathroom? <laughs> you don't got your own bathroom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was very different. I've never actually done like any type of romantic getaway. So just being with Jordan, of course, you know, there's other people on the island, but I mean, just being just him and I was very, very different because I know Jordan and that's my buddy. That's my boy. But now for me, it got real. It was like, you're married. Mm -hmm. And that made me a little nervous. Yeah. It was like, okay, we saw you guys off. Now go do what married people do. (laughs) It's all fun and games until you actually marry. (laughs) It's funny because when we weren't married, both of us would want to be with each other 24-7 around the clock. But once we have that full exposure to one another and we're together for this long period of time, it's like, oh. Why are you looking at me? You know, it's like, okay, hold on. Let me get used to this. I would say it went zero to 100 really quickly. Like just the night before I was in my hotel room getting ready for my wedding day. Mm -hmm. And now here I am married and sharing the same bed with Jordan. Mm -hmm. It wasn't natural for me yet. It was still new. And I had to tell myself that this is okay. This is what you waited for. This is why you saved yourself to be able to experience this with your husband. And it was honestly a sensory overload for me. You know, we went from not having any access to each other to having total access from one another. So it's kind of like, where do you even start? Having to wrap my mind around sex, which is a completely new thing and an entirely new environment. But the trip was amazing. We're enjoying ourselves. We're doing jet skis, parachutes. It was amazing. But there's that hidden aspect behind the entire glam of it of, like all right. You, you know, you have to consummate you, the marriage, yeah, you right? You gotta do this, right? Now, like after a few days, it's like, when is this going to happen? And of course you want it to be a natural flow, but we also felt the pressure of go to the honeymoon, you have sex and you live happily ever after. Yeah, And the pressure for me was kind of like, okay, I know in the Bible, it talks about consummating your marriage and, you know, you have the celebration, but you're technically not married until you consummate. You're still technically married, but at the time, that's what I felt like, okay, we got to seal the deal. Exactly. And then people knew that we're going on a honeymoon. And so before we even left, they were like, have fun. Yeah. I felt the pressure of, okay, like when we come back to Houston, 
I have to have some news to tell. And I know that was going to be a question. Yeah, I mean, just as people were looking forward to our first kiss, they were looking forward to us having sex. And I remember just after a few days, I got some eyeballs like and I know what the eyeballs meant. Not like, hey, you're not posting. You went on a jet ski on Instagram. The eyeballs meant so. How was it? How has it happened? You know, so we did have that pressure. So here we are trying to have sex and it's not going as planned. So that kind of just turned what initially was nervousness into discouragement. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to say, hey, we're in Aruba, we're enjoying this trip, but let's just try when we get back home. Like we're in a hotel, maybe that's what's getting to us. So we kind of just like took a reset. Yeah, we just said, let's take a hard reset. So getting back to reality, we're talking with family, friends, and basically they're expecting stories or they're really hinting it. They're like, how is married life? I know married life is great. I know y'all enjoyed yeah. Aruba. And in the back of our head, we were just like, oh, they, they think we did it. This is awkward. Yeah. I mean, they meant well, but it was just a reminder. Every single time some remark or a comment was made towards it, it was a reminder. And eventually that kind of made it to where we were like, okay, let's just focus on getting to know one another one step at a time. Because we got to where it was getting a little bit more discouraging every time we tried. So we kind of just took it to square one. Yeah, like let it flow. Like we also had to remember, let's make this our own story and not really the story of what everyone else expects it to be like. We have to remember that we weren't holding hands. We weren't kissing. And so we had to basically start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Although we were married and that was what you're supposed to do in order to consummate your marriage for us, we had to get used to the fact of laying in the same bed together. Yeah, that eventually turned into a mentality switch on how we're going to approach everything. We decided to approach it as building our romance side and acknowledging that we were friends for the longest and it's going to take some work to build the romance side. And that's all we decided to do to make it an easier transition for the both of us. And like every now and then we would try. And when we tried, we still was not successful, especially for me. Like I had to get to know my body. I wasn't taught about sex. I wasn't even taught about my own period. I remember when I had my cycle for the first time, I actually hit it for months until <laughs> my sister actually found out because she went through my laundry in my room. But to me, this was completely new. Like if I don't know my own body, I definitely do not know Jordan's body. So all of this was just like mentally a lot for me. Yeah. It was to the point where I had to get used to this romantic aspect with my wife while also learning to give up my body as well. And I didn't really know that was a thing because a lot of guys don't really talk about that. Guys glorify being this master in the bedroom. And so I was just completely confused. Like, I thought I was just going to go in here, be confident. You know, there's no questions asked. You just do it. It's as simple as breathing. But in my and, case, that's that wasn't it. And that's what a lot of people also said. Like when they advised us, when we started just talking to people, letting them know what was going on, they would say things like, it's simple. Just just do it. It was like everybody was Shia LaBeouf saying, do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but we're like it's not that simple oh, like it was man. so it got to the point for us it got tiring to explain we had people that we could speak to at the time and they could relate and i realized that this was something that guys go through but they don't talk about it was news to me because i had never heard of that aspect it's not something that's glorified on social media or within guy groups Yeah, because it's a man thing after just speaking to some people that was able to relate in a way we found out that 
there are people out there where they don't have that much confidence and it's just a front, really. And the pressure of people's remarks saying, just do it, it's easy, made me start questioning and thinking, is there something wrong with me? Am I not doing something right? Yeah, same here. They really made it seem like it was just simple. Of course, that's not something they did intentionally. That's just where they were. But because they made it seem like it was very simple, it made us look at ourselves like, okay, why is it so difficult for us to do or accomplish something that everyone else is able to do? And then with the few people that we were able to find that related in some way in this area, we then found out that is not as simple for everyone. And where we thought that was encouragement for me, it was actually discouragement because then I was like, okay, what if I'm too tight? Like, Mm -hmm. what if I have to go to physical therapy and do pelvic floor exercises? Then Mm -hmm. I was getting scared. And because a lot of things take place in the mind, I myself started tensing up. I myself started developing a fear. So now when it comes to entering the bedroom, I wasn't entering in confidence. I was entering the bedroom already timid fear, nervous, scared, discouraged, having all of these thoughts and feelings where now that's also affecting us in accomplishing the goal. Yeah, it definitely was in the mind. For me, I came into the bedroom defeated already, not even thinking that we're going to successfully consummate the marriage. Mm -hmm. Like I was already going in there like, oh, let's just go ahead and try and see if it works out. And my body listened to those thoughts. My body followed those thoughts. And It got to the point of where we just started getting even more discouraged every time we tried just because we couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, because we every time we came to this place, we saw this place as, hey, last time you were here, we failed. We failed. Yeah, this went on for months. And eventually it kind of started feeling like a job. Yeah, really like a chore. Yeah. And so it was like, uh, okay, hey, do you want to try today? Like, kind of like, you want to clean the dishes? <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> and in my head, I, even if I, we would ask that question, I'm like, please say no. I, I really don't want to go to a place where I know I'm going to be defeated. Yeah. Like no one goes somewhere intentionally knowing they're going to fail. Exactly. Yeah. You try to go into a situation that you're most likely going to win at, not fail at. And so we had a track record of this discouragement and failing. It was very hard to approach it again. And so that discouragement started developing into fear to where we feared coming together. And then we got really comfortable doing like just bare minimum. And we were like, okay, you know what? We can stay like this for some time. Yeah, no, for real. It was to the point like, do we really have to have sex? I mean, it felt comfortable just continuing like this. But after a while, we're like, no, this ain't right. (laughs) And I would actually look at other married couples and it would be like, man, like, I respect these guys. Like they did something that I really want to do. And it changed my entire view on how I looked at marriage, how I looked at, you know, people who came together. Something that they did so effortless is something that I'm longing to do for all these months. And eventually I started feeling bad because I didn't feel like I was listening to what the Bible says when it tells you to be fruitful and multiply, which, you know, requires you to come together and consummate. And so that comfort ended up turning into something where I felt like I was almost disobedient. There are even some people who said like, okay, maybe you need to put some wine in your system, like loosen up. But we're not even drinkers, so we're like, that That doesn't help. And it's not about us loosening up. It's not just that. It's really in the mind. And, you know, scripture says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Mm-hmm. And with all of these things that we're already thinking in our mind, we had to go through the process of defeating our thoughts before we can even move forward. And at this point, months are passing. So we got married March 6th of 2021. 
And now we're like at the end of the year. And so that's what, like, I don't know the math, what, eight months? Eight months later. You know, at this point, we're not even talking to anyone about it because it's kind of embarrassing. It's Mm -hmm. like maybe the first two months or so, okay, we were with y'all, but y'all still haven't done it. Mm -hmm. And so the next time you wanted to have a conversation with somebody, we wanted to say like, it happened. Like we're here, you know, we did it. But it just wasn't the case at that point in time for us. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason it got that way was because it's just unheard of taking that long to be able to consummate. And so it's like, oh, man, hey, we figured this out in two months. We, we figured it out in a day. You know, <laughs> it's like, I don't know how to help you. You that far? I don't know what to do and tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <know>? Just do <laughs> it. <laughs> so in December 4th of 2021, we eventually got to the point where we made some progress, you know, not complete progress, but. Some progress. And that was a huge accomplishment. I, we actually celebrated. Like it oh, was, yeah. it was something that was like progress. There was some type of light. It's like mm-hmm. okay, there, there is like we are now going somewhere. Yeah, we see, we see something out of all the work that we're doing, and that pushed us and encouraged us to keep going because it felt like we were at a pit with no hope at the end of it. And even though it still took some time to fully consummate the marriage. We, we did not go in the bedroom with so much fear anymore. So even if it did not happen again, we now had a marker of a place that we know we can at least get to. Exactly. So fast forward to May of 2022, which is 14 months from the day we got married. The Lord was ministering to me at the grocery store and he gave me the analogy of how I go into worship, where when I worship, I don't, I don't hold any parts of me back. And I also don't wait for a part of a song to get to a certain point to stir up my emotions and get me into the worship mood. And he said, I want you to approach the bedroom the same way. Do not wait for this feeling. Do not wait for the stars to align, for your mind to be calm. Like, go give my all. Give Nessa my all. And that was very triumphant for me. Yeah, to really trust me with your body. Mm -hmm. Because I know throughout our journey, our virginity was something that we held dear to us for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I didn't trust you and it's not that you didn't trust me. And it's not like we didn't truly love each other. We do. (laughs) And we did then. But it was still something that we had to develop. It's like a covenant that we've had with God. Mm -hmm. And now to give it to someone, we have to also trust that person with it. Mm -hmm. And that was that was new. And we also had to change our mindset where we're not losing our virginity. I didn't lose my virginity to you. I gave it to you. Yeah, exactly. And when we were able to change our mindset on that, that's where also trust came. Because when it's lost, it's like I didn't trust the person that it was lost to. Mm-hmm. But when I gave it to you, I gave it to you in confidence, knowing what I was doing. Exactly. You know, because a lot of times when people say that they lost their virginity, they may have did it willingly, but they now also possibly regret it. Mm -hmm. And may have wished that it was with another person. Mm -hmm. And so I know that in me giving it to you and you giving it to me, it's not something that we would ever have to look back on and say that we regret. But knowing that we did it willingly and we trusted that who we are giving it to will take care of it. Yeah. So this is May 9th of 2022. And we were actually reading Genesis where the Lord decrees and tells them to be fruitful and multiply. And we had no idea that it was going to happen that day, but we really felt comfortable that night. You know, we tried and I don't even think it was a thing that we thought about. We went into it so comfortable and it happened without any type of effort. 
It, like at it was that so moment, easy. it was effortless. Yeah, and I felt like I was at home. Like I was in shock. I was like, "We're here! I can't! I, like we made it! I, I can't believe it! Wow, we're married! We're consummated! We're gonna be fruitful and multiply!" And like all of the all those stuff started just racing in my head. I'm like, "Wow! Like God is good." <laughs> and I was like, "Alexa, play African medley!" And here we are, just in the room celebrating. Like, hey, hey. My, my God, God is good! good Everything not double, double, not, not double, double. double. <laughs> yeah and a few months later we actually got pregnant and now we have a beautiful baby girl that is the tangible representation of god's goodness it took us 14 months to consummate we met in 2014 and our daughter was actually born a year later in the month of may the month that we consummated on the 14th and the time that she was born if you add up those numbers it equals 14. and so it just showed how intentional god has and is with us yeah. and so we're just so grateful for that but yeah that's our journey mm -hmm. and thank you so much for listening as always i'm nessa and i'm jordan and we're out peace <laughs>